Welcome to Making Good Choices podcast. I am your host, Sarah Quizera, and I am so glad that I get to say that. This is so exciting. And today we have episode one, where I have a conversation with my husband, Emmanuel Quizera, who we call Emma for short. He is a man of purpose. But what kind of choices did he have to make to get there? You will hear all of that, and you'll get a little insight into our marriage, into our household. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Okay, I'm so excited because this is Making Good Choices podcast with Sarah Quizera. That's me. And I'm with my hub hub, my favorite person in the whole wide world, Mr. Emmanuel Cazera. Welcome, babe. Thank you very much, babe. What's up? Did you like my welcome? Always. (laughs) Always. Do you have a choice? I am. I'm hooked to the best choice. (laughs) The best choice. Right. Maybe I should call it that, making the best choice. Probably. It works out best for us. Can you believe this is episode one? Wow. That's why the Lord has brought us Ebenezer. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that's scripture. What? That, that's why the Lord has brought us. Like the meaning is, a, that's the meaning of Ebenezer. Oh. Right. Like remembering. Mm-hmm. Remembering how far the Lord has brought us. Sure. Now here we are for the first time. Uh-huh. For something which has not been, has done, never before. been done which we've never done before. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah. And I'm excited to have you on during a lockdown. Right. Tell me how it's been. Lockdown <laughs> is lockdown, but we are not just we are not locked down, we just we are just locked up. <laughs> We're locked up together. Yeah, locked up so, together. So what have you learned during lockdown? Lots of stuff. This lockdown. So Mm-hmm. You had the lockdown from last year. Mm-hmm. Now we're under lockdown again. Uh, what have you learned? This one is so special because last year we, I had a lot of people around me. I was with, uh, uh, what can I say? A lot, lots of people around me. But this year, I'm with one person, my bestest. <laughs> Holla! <laughs> who sums up everything. Mm. So it's really interesting. Yeah. I know this this lockdown has been completely different than anything I've experienced. No driving. Yeah. No church. But we are the church. Many more things. No but, gatherings, that kind of stuff. Interesting. But the restaurants are open. Yeah, open, but to get there still you need. <laughs> but to get there. By the time you come back, all the food is, is out. The, <laughs> yes, you have to eat there. Right. Mm. So. So, are you enjoying? Are you enjoying this new season of your life? Very much so. Very much so. Um, I I don't regret being in such a season at such a time like this, mm. because I know this is part of life. Being so uh, progressive, getting from one level to another. Mm-hmm. and uh, I'm about to get the best out of it. Wow. Yeah, I'm determined to get the best That's out of really it. That's a really great perspective. Mm. I really respect that. 
something that I love about you is that you always know the times and seasons. Yeah. I, I think that I'm reminded of the scripture that says, you don't even know the times and seasons. Yeah. Yeah. The scripture, Jesus says it. He's like, you don't even know the times and seasons. But when I was thinking about you being on this podcast, that even crossed my mind. Like some people don't recognize the season that they're in and it's very important. So especially with the choices that you make. Sure, sure. So what are some ways that we can know the season that we're in and what we're supposed to get out of it? Um, seasons come with signs. Mm. For example, let's talk about the basic rain season. Rain. When we talk about rain season okay, back in up. Uganda. Back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because in the States, you have summer, right? fall, mm-hmm. winter, and spring. But here in Uganda, yeah. there's a rainy season. Uh, yeah, I, I have no much idea about that because I've not been to the States. <laughs> But uh, I, I, basically, if I talk about winter, I, I believe people will be cold mm-hmm. and uh, there's snow in some places, the dress code changes. All those are signs that mm-hmm. determine that this is the winter season or this is rain season. So it's very important to read the signs. Actually, the scripture you are referring to talks about Jesus saying, you guys know the signs. You can see that it's hot and then say it's going to rain. Then it's Mm. this, then you know that it's not going to rain. How come that you don't discern the the signs for the the kingdom? So that's basically it. You have to have the, the eye. You have to have the ability to discern the signs you are having around you to know that this season needs to react in this way. Mm. It reminds me of, it reminds me of summer Mm. (laughs) and fall, like in the States. It reminds me of like, I love what you said. You have to know this. The signs will show you the season. Mm. So like in lockdown, the signs will show us what we need to get out of the season. Sure. And like in the fall, Mm -hmm. the harvest is there. In the mm-hmm. states, so yeah. when you see that the plants are fully grown, when the corn is knee high—I mean, like head high—you <laughs> mm-hmm. know that it's harvest season, and right. you know that you have to get the harvest. Right. So, even in a lockdown, there's there's a there's signs that we can see. Right. Maybe it's even negative signs, like people being fearful, mm-hmm. and we need to bring hope to them. Right. Right. Or that kind of thing. Sure. Which you're very good at mm-hmm. knowing this season. Something I love that you say. By the way, my husband, he is, <laughs> he is, he always says we are above disadvantage. And so one time we were in a life group. Mm-hmm. I know I can share this, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> this is life this out is there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So one time we were in a life group and we you were asked, what season are you in? And you said, <laughs> you said something like you, you're planting and you're eating. Right. You're never just eating and you're never just planting, sure. which is so wise. Actually, everybody laughed by the way, because you know, by worldly standards, you have to pick one, mm. but if you're constantly planting, then you'll constantly have a harvest in your life. 
Wow. Right. So what does that look like for you mm-hmm. in the sense of, you know, the season, tell us about the season that you're in practically. Right. Like, what does it look like for you right now? Uh, a few days back, mm-hmm. a little week, a few days back, we celebrated our Nobody six. knows the lockdown <laughs> <laughs> confuses <Yeah>. people. <laughs> Actually, Speaking of knowing the times, right? <laughs> a few a few days back, we celebrated our sixth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means that I've been with this beautiful wife over here for six months. Come on. So, uh, what does that mean? Uh, a time like this is a time of nurturing our relationship, mm. more so like uh, getting to know each other deeper. Mm. getting to know how to serve each other deeper mm. and how I, I was tell one of the things that is more recent of what I've, I've been learning is the place of honor and, and honoring my wife, mm. uh, not <laughs> taking her as common or yeah. sp- speaking of her as common because as days go by, you're seeing the same person. You may think that she's the same person, but there is a new grace that the Bible speaks of a new grace every morning. So how to keep that thing fresh uh, Mm. all the way throughout. Yeah. Something of that kind. So speaking of marriage Mm. and you know, these are all choices that you've made to get married, especially to a Mazungu, which means a white person, (laughs) (laughs) a Mazungu, bringing her into your life, into your world. You even really stepped out of your world. Sure. You had a million people around you mm-hmm. who are now our people. Right. And we get to serve them. Yeah. And now you're married. One thing that I want to know is like, what would, you, from what you know now, sure. what would you have told your single self, the mm-hmm. single Emma? What would you have told him? Uh, the single Emma, you know, <laughs> tell us. Oh, God, a lot I would have told the single Emma, but uh, interestingly, uh, one of the things that I would have told him is that, uh, it, you know, mm-hmm. there, there is this thing like, um, uh, how can I say it? Let me bring it this way. Husbands, oh God, like we have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You won't get in trouble. Just say. Uh, like pastors used to talk about their wives when they're on a pulpit. Uh-huh. And uh, to me, the single Emma used to be like, come on, we came here for the gospel. <laughs> Why are you really? talking about all this? <laughs> no, uh, can you get straight to the scripture? There is, a, there is, it's so common here in Uganda, whereby everyone is like, I have the most beautiful wife. And I'm like, everyone says, I most beautiful wife, I most beautiful wife. <laughs> so uh, my single Emma was like, these guys are just showing up. Mm. It's not until I got there to realize it's not just now it's not just speaking about that wife yeah. it's more of honoring the, the 
than leading their life. Mm. Uh, and this time around, I'm, I'm I'm looking at a perspective of Christ and the church. And, yeah, talk uh, about that. Right, Christ and the church, because talk, marriage is a, a smaller picture from the bigger picture of Christ and the church. That's what Paul tells us. And that's what scripture is showing us all through. So th th that place where I'm getting a bigger revelation of how Christ loves the church, of how he honors the ch church, of how he shares, what's that? Yeah. Cherishes yeah. the church. So it's all encompassed in this thing of, of marriage. Mm. And it's really a beautiful picture, and, and and it's not until you experience it that you can never get the full picture. Uh, that's what yeah. the single Emma didn't realize. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! And you know, I love on a on a daily basis, mm. like the honoring is more than just speaking about your wife from a pulpit, mm. like at home. Sure. My coffee is ready every morning, which I love. You, the time that I need with the Lord, you honor it. Mm. When you know there's something, you pray. Yeah. You seek the Lord for me, which is amazing. You teach me, which is exactly what Christ is supposed to do. Sure. And we're still learning that. Sure. You know, the Bible calls it a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mystery. I remember I actually was talking about it recently, also on your birthday, that the place of the greatest affection, where Christ shows the biggest affection, is when he died for us. Mm. And uh, actually, even he says it that there's no greater love than a, a person to show, to die for their friends. Yeah. So, it, it is a place where you are called to die continuously every day. That's where you can show more love, mm. selflessness, and uh, loosening your, yourself for the other partner. Mm. That's what I, I, I've come to learn more. And even it gives me the bigger picture, which at times can literally make me cry mm. or, or to see because until you get to that place to experience it, even with the feelings, you can never know what Jesus is doing or was doing on the cross. Mm. That yeah, thing. It's very good. He, 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 he we, you know, we've heard about stories, we've watched movies, we've seen him on, on the cross through pictures and different. Some of us have them around, him around our necks, but the feel after is not there. Yeah. And we never realize that's love. Like that connection, that intimacy. Exactly. We never realize that's love. We never realize that's, that, we never realize that's affection. We never realize that that's passion. Right. And it's so deep in there. It's so deep in there. So what does that do for you when you say like you die every day? And by the way, he, he's not, dying <laughs> like what what did first of all you can explain like what you mean by dying every day okay dying every day mm. 
dying every day i'm sorry dying every day is not where you are put into the casket or coffin and <laughs> sure we are saying fairly well rest in peace no uh -huh. I, I, i'm talking about that place where you want you feel like the flesh is asking for something but you oh, it, like you want something for yourself for, yeah for mm. yourself but you are not actually you rather put it aside and do it and serve your your partner mm. and serve your 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 spouse for example you would rather be in bed probably in the morning and you have to let go of the bed and then go <laughs> get some coffee for your wife or serve her she loves to sit in her couch and, <laughs> and get you moving so it's that place mm. where you you die to the desires of your your flesh desires mm. of of your body to bring the other person to a, to, to a, an elevated place wow right. did you come into marriage with that mind uh, like how did you make that choice that choice i i think it 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 just came as a revelation actually not even it was more open to me at the end of my uh, towards in the last week towards our, our wedding mm. i think the spirit just revealed to me that towards the end of our uh, my single life because wow. i always had read scripture but i hadn't had the feel after of what the scripture is right yeah it kind of sounds like okay this <laughs> This is where my brain goes. It kind of sounds like when you are fasting or when you're even on a, a diet or an exercise plan mm -hmm. and you really want that milkshake or you really sure. <laughs> want, mm -hmm. you know, the, of course, I always go to ice cream because I love ice cream, mm -hmm. but you really want that thing. And right. instead of just saying no for yourself so that you can get better, you have to say no to that thing so you can serve someone sure sure right which is really beautiful yeah yeah and i know i mean i'm reaping the benefits of that but mm -hmm. i know you are too mm -hmm. from making that choice right one thing i love which making good choices podcast <laughs> mm -hmm. is it's not just a one choice thing it's, it's an everyday consistent wow thing yeah. yeah and so when you make that choice over and over again does it get easier um <laughs> i can't say it can get easy because mm. uh this I, I don't want to call it that you work it out of experience mm. because at times experience doesn't produce the passion mm. explain that what do you mean like like when you get to do something continuously mm. it can easily become easier in doing right Okay. But at times when you, you get so acquainted with doing something and you have an experience of something, it loses the passion you had in the beginning mm. and which we don't want to lose because that's the bigger thing. It loses the affection if you put only experience. So there's always a continuous renew of the mind mm. to refresh yourself. At least you do things out of and don't 
I mean, you just do things and they never produce the effect of which you think they are supposed to produce. Like, it's just a routine. Exactly. But you're not elevating. Sure, sure, mm. yeah. Like fruitfulness. Yeah. So, making good, uh, making any choice, there has to be that mind. You don't just literally send something to go and you are, your heart is far. Like what the Bible says, Jesus looks at these people and says, these people worship me with their mouths, but their hearts are away far, far away from me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not a kind of thing. That's not a kind of worship. Like say, even saying, yeah. like to your wife mm -hmm. or to your husband, I honor you mm -hmm. with your mouth. Right, right. Or even to your pastor mm -hmm. or even to your boss. Sure. Even if you're not in church. Yeah. To your boss. Yeah. To your parents. Right. Oh, I honor you. But yeah. what are you saying behind them when you leave them? Exactly. What are you allowing to be said about them? I just remember recently, like what I was, you know, when you are, you have a wife or a spouse, you always say, I love you. 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 <laughs> so it's easy for someone to just say, I love you. And you are like, I, love uh, you I love you too. I love you. I love you too. But yeah. Uh, there came a place where you could tell me I love you and I'm saying this back in Uganda. Yeah. So you are like, <laughs> so it's it's that place where I don't want to make it familiar. Mm. Yeah, it's just off the off the off off the scale of just saying I love you too. No, I want it to have been thought through because now it's not mm -hmm. a routine thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is funny. <laughs> Whenever you started saying that, by the way, Kwagalanyo means I love you in Luganda, which in Uganda, there is Luganda that's spoken. Well, actually in this area that we're in, in Uganda, there's hundreds of languages, Sure, sure. but <laughs> there's so many, but Luganda is what you speak mm -hmm. as well as English. Mm -hmm. And so it was funny because communication is so important because I was saying, I love you. And you would say, Quagalano. And I thought it was just you being easy, <laughs> but really you had made the choice. I'm going to say Quagalano because it means more. Right. So communication is so important. We're learning these things in marriage, mm -hmm. but that's an excellent choice and it's intentional. And that's a, one thing about making good choices is that they're consistent and they are intentional. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. With you, by the way, Emma wears a lot of hats. <laughs> he he, oh, he holds a lot of not just titles or positions, but places in people's hearts. So for an example, he's my husband, but he's also a dad to Sam, a dad to so many kids, the kids that share the love, the even grown kids that now I've even inherited as my kids. And now they're our kids. Just amazing from church. Um, and he's a, a pastor, an assistant pastor at our church, Res Life Church, Resurrection Life Church. We call it Res Life. We're very youthful there. Actually, we're, we're, some of the older crowd and we're just in our thirties, which is very funny. But one of the things that I wanted you to talk about on here is making the choice to do what God has called you to do in your life. Wow. Now, 
one thing, and this is a funny story. When I first met Emma, I came in 2018 here to Uganda. When I first met him, I think it was the second day of our trip. We had just arrived and we went to share the love. And one of the team members was, was like, okay, we're going to share about our dreams. What, like, what are you dreaming? Tell your, the person beside you, what you're dreaming. And it just so happened that you were beside me mm-hmm. <laughs> or tell them like who you want to be or whatever. And you said, I want to be a father to the fatherless. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking of like, I want to go to this place. I want to travel here. Mm. <laughs> and you were thinking about the call of God on your life. Right. right. A father to the fatherless. How did you make that choice? Uh, tricky because uh, uh, truthfully, like, uh, truthfully, I never, it wasn't like that from the beginning. From the beginning, like like when I was way young. Okay. When I was way young, I had. So you weren't a kid. Like I want to be a father to the. Mm -mm, No. (laughs) Uh huh. When I was way young, actually, I I felt like God was calling me to that place, but I was running away from it. Really. It it was a run away, trying to run away, trying to run away from what you feel God is calling you to. So running from being a father. Yeah. Running to, from being a father because I, I wanted to be outside of this church business, be a man like mm. be with my wife at home, do my businesses, <laughs> go to church on Sunday, and that kind of life. That's what my mind was driving mm. to. But so you connect being a father to church. Yeah. That, Explain that, that for us. Because it looked more from a, a pastoral place of view. Mm. Uh, and uh like a shepherd like a shepherd okay and uh it is a stereotype like here in uganda pastors were among the low-class guys <laughs> <laughs> and you said i don't want to be a part of <laughs> i never wanted I <laughs> because went, you're not poor yeah yeah I, I never wanted that mind like mindset mm. yeah like pastors are always low <laughs> pastors are always poor pastors are always struggling because that's what by the time we were growing, that's how sure. pastors were. But as I grew up, God unveiled this thing inside of me. Like he opened it up. He opened it like up. Like a present. <laughs> exactly. Because mm-hmm. first of all, I got a chance to go study about the life of an orphan and about mm-hmm. that of, uh, from an orphan institute. And when I studied this, wow. I thought I was gonna go study, but actually God was going to op- was opening Himself to me. You know, like <laughs> it's easy to say that I wanna go o- help orphans, mm. but God shows you that you are wow. an orphan. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but wow! That's really that's really powerful. When God shows you that you are an orphan, and then and then He shows you that He's the Father. Mm. To you, the orphan. It's a revelation of God that, like, I'll call it effortlessly drew me to that place. The Bible says it's the masses of God that draws us to repentance. Mm -hmm. It is the revelation of God that opened my eyes to the fullness of this great calling inside of me. 
and he's but it, it had to take you to a place of seeing the orphan in you yeah exactly wow it, 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 he unveiled it completely because it's <laughs> it's like you thinking that you're a doctor you've got to start at being a doctor and then <laughs> you realize you're sick you are the one who's sick <laughs> wow and there's this guy who's a, a, a doctor who, who treats you and then empowers you to a place whereby it says now i'm not just treating you but i've given you even the ability to with the medicine to do the same thing to the other person mm. so wow. the, the, this just that's grace yeah that's the grace of god exactly mm. that's divine enablement and so from that point yeah from that point uh it was like a wildfire inside of me that yeah. cannot be stopped even to now not not even after like, death i think yeah. because <laughs> you'll always be a father i, I feel mm. that passion up like even uh who uh, abraham we yeah. call, still call him father abraham <laughs> as, Man, <he's> not... <laughs> and even right now we wow. assimilate ourselves to abraham <laughs> so you're like father so, Emmanuel. <laughs> yeah this fire is wow. so much like mm. I, I feel it cannot be stopped wow. and and I, I, it's something i which comes off effortlessly wow yeah. but yet fulfilling yeah it can uh, uh, you rather take everything and uh, i i mean mm. like how and leave me with god but this god of mine unveils himself in that place so now this is something that we've discussed before, but when you have a passion for something mm. that is, when you have a passion for something, like you said, there's a wildfire. How do you keep that passion for something as a passion and not your identity okay so let me rephrase that <laughs> if how do you make sure that what you're so passionate about doesn't become an identity wow first and foremost uh it, it you have to be revealed of the fact that your end is not your passion but your end is god meaning meaning that <laughs> like whatever i think is best there's god has something bigger for you wow mm. so if you have that get that to that mind it's easy for you not to be consumed in what you are passionate about because when you get there you are so hungry for god to a place whereby you are, god i believe you have something more I desire for you and when you get to the desire for him he unveils another thing which makes the other one less even if at one point it was the top mm. so it's that place do yeah. you have can you share an example an example for example uh before i, I got uh, I, I actually moved in with you into the marriage got married got we didn't married. live together yeah <laughs> We yeah. lived across the world from each other. Anyway, so continue. Be before we got married, uh, I was at this place, like with my uh, many guys, and we had fun. We had ministry. We had life. Oh, it was a blast. Mm. 
Yeah, like 15 people exactly. living all around you. Uh, and more a big family. coming from outside. Coming from wherever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was it was a fun time. Uh-huh. And uh, they, they could call me whatever. I was a dad. I was a friend. I was everything. Did you tell anyone to call you dad? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not at Which all. I think is hilarious. <laughs> like people just started calling you dad. Yeah, I, I, I actually never tell anyone you call me dad. Uh-huh. Uh, I think you cannot call, call, <laughs> call it. It's weird. I feel like even it's uh-huh. weird. Yeah. But fast forward. It's when, kind of like when people are a pastor mm-hmm. or an apostle yeah and they're like call me apostle mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but but whenever you know you're called to something it just mm-hmm. comes out like sure. people just know it sure sure yeah yeah so uh it's that place uh getting to answer your question where god tells you that there's something bigger mm. and it's it's easy for someone who made a choice to for like for me to be with these guys to be like okay. pursue the fatherless yeah yeah and you are like now this is it i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna i'm not i'm gonna stick stick here even if god has called you now with your wife you're like you know what sarah come let's go be with these guys because mm-hmm. god has called but your end god has your end and there, he that the giftings of God are without repentance. When he has given you something, he's not taking mm-hmm. it away. So, and it's not of you to guard it. So you just need to allow and believe that my end is God. And so what did that look like for you practically? Practically, I, I, I had to move out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm uh, not like dessert. Right. But I had to move out, which I, I have to admit wasn't a simple thing. Right. It wasn't an easy, easy journey. But it's that place where you look at the bigger picture and you know, like, God, you know, I trust you with my life. Right. And I know you have better plans. Yeah. I always read that Jeremiah scripture I, where he says, I alone have good plans for you. Yeah. I, I, and uh, I'm, I'm like, God, oh, he's his mind is consumed with my thoughts. Like he's thinking about me. Right. Right. So, and when you came here, it's not like you lost the father side of you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that it just changed. Yeah. And the enemies too, uh, can easily deceive you now you're losing it. You've mm. lost it out. Like you've lost that and, anointing. Uh, or you've and he can remind you even of that place where God talked to you and told you now you're going to be a father to the fatherless. Mm. And many of us think that when you are making choices, at times some of them are in the kernel eye, they are depreciating. Like they, they seem to take you back. They seem to take you off. They seem mm. to, t- to, to take you off of some things. Uh, probably even the wow. titles and you're like no god told me this yeah like i will stick around but god is faithful yeah and he never changed he never he, when he speaks he never repent of what he says yeah he will always accomplish his call upon your life so uh, let's go to that's really good 
And now I love the relationship that you have with all of your kids. Sure. And I appreciate how you've invited me in. Right. Glory. I love them. Glory be to God. Man, I love them. I mean that. So much. So now you really had practice of killing your flesh. You really had practice of dying every day mm -hmm. because you were fathering. Sure. Which is really incredible how God does things. He set you up for that. I mean that. And, but I want to know, how did you go from having the mindset of pastors are broke? I don't want to be a pastor. I want to be a businessman. You have a degree in computer science. I'm going to be a businessman. And then I'm, I'm just going to support the church financially. <laughs> how did you come from that decision to now you are immersed in ministry as an assistant pastor? Yeah. What was what was the choice that you had to make? I I think for me to come to that place, I I I I thank God that I don't think I have a lot. I had a lot of choices by then <laughs> because what, what what do you mean by that? Because like God literally took away everything mm. I thought was value. Wow. He took away everything I thought was great and he diminished everything which seemed to be powerful and he showed me that service to him is the greatest thing. So like, what kind of things? Like, like he came to a place whereby, uh, first of all, I, I, I was a student, I had graduated, mm -hmm. like, no, but before I graduated, I had that place where I, I was wise. I, I I was progressing in my school. Then came a time when I, when I, I I couldn't graduate because of lack of tuition. So and that was stripped. Yeah, that was stripped. Mm -hmm. And then even the ed education I had by up to then couldn't do much. Mm. And then I realized like it, 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 even what you call a family. <laughs> Mm. Or a, a wife in the life of a Christian. I mean, if there's something deeper than just having a girl and producing children, mm. all those things became they became real. They became real. <laughs> they became all real. of a sudden. Yeah, and then God showed Himself as the real substance. Yeah, He showed Himself as someone who does not change, someone who does not diminish, and it was really powerful. And, and you couldn't do it on your own. It just reminds me about Peter when they went fishing. Mm. And uh, after they got all the fish, at the place where they, they could leave the fish, after having the fish, and then follow this guy who gave the, who's giving them an assignment they even have not heard about. Yeah. They should have seen some something about Jesus yeah. that show, proved that he could provide more than the fish they had. Otherwise, yeah. these guys had the experience. Yeah. They wouldn't have left their fish. And they everything. really saw God. Right, yeah. And that's in Luke chapter 5 in mm -hmm. the Bible. And Peter, this guy, he had been fishing all night, mm -hmm. trying to make a living, right? trying to support his family. You can watch The Chosen. It, <laughs> it's such a good um, depiction of what happened in the Bible. It's very easy to follow. But this guy had been fishing all night. Mm -hmm. He was catching nothing. 
he had he had hung up his nets to dry and then he meets Jesus this stranger and Jesus tells him just cast your nets over the boat or take your boat out a little deeper and then throw your nets back out and he says I've been fishing all night but you know what at your word and he throws the nets over and there's a, a gazillion fish I don't even know how many the Bible says right now, but there's a, a ton of fish, right? The very thing that he had been chasing after. And for you, that was the business, right? The relationship, right? The success, right? And Peter finally got that. It, but when he finally got it, there was something about Jesus that was better. Sure. Right. So it sounds like you saw something about Jesus that was better. At this, this Jesus becoming more real than anything you may than think that is real. Than a picture on the wall. Sure. Or a song that you sang in Sunday school <laughs> growing up. Exactly. When exactly. you were stripped of everything. Exactly. He right. became real. Wow. Yeah. And then you just gave your life to him. And I'm like... I surrender. And now you're being called pastor. And now uh, the Lord has, <laughs> I've got a family. Right. I got everything more like what he says, like seek me seek first. first. Yes. The kingdom of God and all the rest shall follow you. Yes. And many of us are after the rest. Right. Before God. Those are the choices <laughs> we are making. Mm. But there's something so special about him first seeking god first right we have a, a saying <laughs> whenever we're teaching about money here we always say if you chase money it will run from you <laughs> but if you chase god the bible says when you draw near to him he draws near to you right and i know that you've lived that out you've experienced both right 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 i know i've experienced both too <laughs> and i wouldn't go back for anything sure like nothing i wouldn't go back to the fish <laughs> right as as good as they can be those fish will be eaten up in a month right but jesus he's eternal exactly exactly and so let's get back to this pastor thing because i feel like you're running from me <laughs> This is the good part about being married. I can sense it. Mm -hmm. So funny, funny story. I even remember Pastor Amy right. telling me before I got here, you know, Emma's a pastor, <laughs> but he doesn't want to be called pastor. <laughs> but here on this podcast, what I want people to get and feel empowered to do is to say yes to the call of God on their life. Yeah. And even when I got here and people would be like, Pastor Emma, Pastor Emma, can you do Pastor Emma? You, you'd be like, oh, Pastor, I don't know. <laughs> or I don't know, Pastor. But now we, we've come to a place where we're like, we're accepting what God has. Yeah, exactly. And you even look uncomfortable right now. <laughs> so what does that look like? What does that look like? Um, it's um, <laughs> it, it, it's tricky. Mm. It, it, it's tricky because the call of God upon someone's life uh, is uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it, it's it cannot be denied. 
It will chase after you. It will chase after you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it will chase after you. You can you can move around, you can build things around yourself, but there will never be satisfaction therein in whatever you are seeking after. Mm. So it is it's so easy for it's the best thing is just to say yes. Yeah. Uh, the best, and the higher you say yes, the better. I was reading a book recently by Bill Johnson, and he said something that I thought was so on point for this. He said, he said, basically not submitting to the call of God on your life or not wanting to be called a pastor or not wanting to be called something is not humility. Right. It's actually going against <laughs> what God wants. It, it actually can be prideful. Actually, that's pride. It's that's pride. pride. That, <laughs> and, that. You, and you say, oh, I'm, uh-uh. no, not me. Mm-hmm. When God has called you to something. Yeah. That's, that, that's one of the ways to, to, to realize that you are prideful. If God says you are this and you are like, no. Pride. <laughs> we have that uh, in Uganda, we call it Amalala Maombefu. <laughs> ah, say it again. Amalala Maombefu is like, wow. it sounds One like. One more time. Amalala Maombefu. Maombefu. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like humble pride. Oh, you're, you're yeah. acting like I'm humble, but actually, you are so proud, prideful. Wow. Yeah. So how easy is it for to get stuck in that? Uh, exactly. Woo! Exactly. And help me, Lord. He, he, we lose a nap on a bigger picture because we try to we choose to make our choices not the best way. Actually, if God says you're a pastor and you're saying, Oh, for me I'm a servant, many of us want to be acting, I'm a servant. Oh, I am I am a simple man. I am a simple worshiper. They are like, oh, God has called you a great worshiper. Oh, no, don't call me a great worshiper. For me, I am a simple worshiper. Oh, I'm a simple singer. No, what God has told you is the reality. And if he calls you the son of God, don't say, no, I'm a son of man. I am simple. I will fail. No, God has called you son of God. It's like taking that verse out of context. I'm, a, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, exactly. but now you're a saint <laughs> already. And you're, yes. you're just falling back to the other place, which God yeah. doesn't even see. So what does that look like outside the church? Yeah. Outside the church. Like, uh, we have a lot of things that, uh, God has uh, given us potential to do mm-hmm. and ability to do. So like this podcast. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm starting up. It makes me think of this. Anyway, yeah, I'm starting a podcast. But, you know, it's not that big. Or, you know, trying to make Uh something seem small. Exactly. Like giving excuses for something that you're starting or something you're building. Yeah. Making it seem small to people. Yeah. It's that place where whatever you have chosen to do, even if here we sell some groceries, even mm. if it's simple yep. matoke or uh, tomatoes, look at yourself as the greatest God has called you. Don't say, mm. I'm a simple That's man. So no, this is, uh, for me, it's not for those rich guys. 
that mindset is denying what god has called you the and greatness actually, actually the greatness god has placed inside of you mm. and actually you may think that you are so humble but that's pride <laughs> ah, see, that's tricky. You are choosing something less than what God has called you to be, right? So I just have a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. So yeah. since you've said yes to this call of God on on your life, being a father, a pastor, a husband—I almost said a wife. That's not <laughs> true. The wife of Christ, whatever. So since you've accepted this call, and I believe you're even walking more boldly this year. Yeah. How have your prayers changed from how they used to be? Wow. You know, when you get into the call, there's what there's what they call the call, there's the assignment, there's that mandate, there's that thing that God places it. Is all of that the same? No. Yeah. <laughs> Men, there's that place where God says, Many are called, but few are chosen. chosen. Mm. Now, they, but, but not all. There is one thing that you are, you are called. Okay. But uh, it's another thing when God gives you the assignment of what to do. Because wow. uh, many of us, when we hear God has called us, it's first of all, when God calls you, I always say, when God calls you, he calls you to himself. Mm. Then when he calls you to himself, wow. he give, he teaches you and sends you forth. So with the assignment, specific uh-huh. message, you not you. We have many pastors, mm-hmm. but there is a distinction in your pastoring. Wow. There is always a distinction in your business work. And you have different sheep. You, there is a distinction mm-hmm. in your worship, even if there are many worshippers. Yeah. There is a distinction in your podcast. Podcast because there are many podcasts. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, it's one thing that to know that God has called you to do a podcast, but what message is it supposed to build wow. in His kingdom? Because mm. at least you will be uh, a what a, a photocopy of the bigger original, or even like how you started this podcast. Exactly. With with word, but your heart <laughs> is is not in it. Yeah. What I love that you said, I want to say it again before you go on, is when God calls you, he calls you to himself first. Sure. God's God's patterned and principled. He won't just say, you go pastor these people mm-hmm. if you haven't been with him. Sure. That's where we, we even receive the call. Exactly. So I'll let you finish on that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So the message has to be distinctive the message has to be distinctive so, uh, you, I, I, i'm a, an apostle i'm going to be doing this mm-hmm. so uh that's something I, I i wanted us to realize it's not just a call a call i don't know whether i'm answering yeah. that question so when you're praying so with my prayer now that you've said yes yeah at when he calls you to himself there are things he shows you. Mm. And when he shows you those things, then you realize that now I've got all these things. Because where the vision of God is, there is provision. Mm. So I know what I have as a father. So the, my prayer pattern is not aligned to the things that I already have. I know. So you're not praying for provision? Uh, no. 
because how can I start paying for provision when he has called me to be a father? Or, 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 like, I mean, like, it's not that I'm, I'm not called paying for, for, for provision, but there are things I don't, I don't align myself to. There are things I don't, I, I don't waste time praying because God will say, I, I, when I called you to be a soldier, I gave you the weapon. Mm. Now, wow. why are you standing? Literally, like saying, why are you standing there asking for a weapon? I gave it to you. Yeah. So, my prayer mm. life is more of a relationship. Yeah. Than just asking for things which have already been given. So, like when you and I, like even being in this house, eating together every night, especially during lockdown, that's intimacy. Sure. And we are learning about each other. Yeah. And that's how it is with God. Exactly. Exactly. We never stop learning. Yeah. And getting closer to him. Yeah. I always say it. God is so deep. The deeper you want is you get into him, the deeper he shows you that he can wow. be. Yeah. Mm, that's really good. Mm. So final question to you, Mr. <laughs> Emmanuel Quisera. What does making good choices look like in your life? Wow making good choices in my life is uh the mind of god in what i'm doing or, or in what i'm choosing so how do you get that the mind of god yeah uh, uh, it's it, the mind of god is first and foremost in his word mm -hmm. uh, yeah i cannot i cannot choose something outside his word yeah that's the primary thing i can i can talk about Right. Uh, uh, because from the beginning, God is the one who started saying, after creation, he said, this thing is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. Wow. He has the definition of oh, good. good. Yeah. So from the very beginning is the origin of the, what is good. Mm. And what was not good, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. <laughs> so uh, he had to Hello. <laughs> make something good. Wow. So the mind of God. Uh, wow. uh, so before, uh, it's very interesting as we wrap up, I'll tell this story. Whenever I first got here to Uganda, I realized just how calculated you are in your decision making. Like you don't just make decisions on a whim or even I'll be like, oh, I want to go to the store. And then in your head, you have to think of a program like, okay, which route are we going to take? Mm -hmm. <laughs> are we going to go there first or are we going to go there last? Yeah. Those kinds of decisions. Is that still, do you still make those kinds of decisions on a day-to-day -day basis by getting the mind of God? Uh, yeah. I, 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 I would like to say that God is a principled God. I, I would say, for example, let's talk about the, the principle of honoring the, your leaders or honoring the person above you. Mm. And... Uh, in authority in authority you. exactly sure. so that place whereby it is not applying just in a church it will right. go in the country it will go in your family it will go at the school or the place of work so that principle is is a constant so it gives you and is a is a way of making a choice it you could be at school you know that I cannot do this because it's dishonor to my to my teacher mm. or to my to my 
whoever is above you at school. But if you go back home and you have that thing instilled inside of you, it will give you a quicker yeah. way of doing, making a choice uh, in, in line with your parents, despite the fact that they may be a, a kind of out or out of order in your mind or, mm-hmm. or they are not Christians. You have a pre-mind but, uh, about them. Yeah. yeah. So honor is still there. So it, the choices become so easy to make. Even day to day. Even day to day, right? You use those principles. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's been such an honor. And I have loved interviewing you as my first podcast episode ever. I'm blessed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm blessed as well. And I know that everyone will be blessed by this rich conversation. So we encourage you from this episode, when you are going out there to make good choices and say yes to the call of God on your life. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next Saturday. Well, we won't see you. (laughs) We'll speak to you next Saturday. Bye. Uh, Don't forget to share. Don't forget to share. Right. (laughs)